I love my HBCU And boy I love it, love it I love it, love it I love my HBCU And man I hope my team they won one I hope my team they won one Yeah, man I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. 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 I tune into the ACCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she's half. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, we know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. And who's about? So listen to Professor, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike is literally flying on assignment as he's probably landed. Like, well, he may have a couple of more hours before he even lands. He's on his way to Paris. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. 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 Now, I'm trying to figure out how you get a job assignment that takes you to Paris, but hey. <laughs> That's that's the main. Some people Sign got it like up. that. What you say, Sign, Sign you up, no doubt. And, I, I'll um, be like if I go to Paris, Georgia, where if that even exists. Exactly. So you might see some of these guys again this week because he's out literally all week. As I would imagine, I get the chance to go to Paris, work or not, I'm probably gonna uh, ship shape for a whole week. With that being said, welcome to episode 188 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab Show Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports institutions, large and small. From the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. And you know, on Sunday, we do that special thing where we bring in the HBCU football analyst. Mike calls him the HBCU guru. That's none other than B.J. Jones. We also bring from out from the production side of things, A.D. Drew, who's going to give us uh, some information as he takes up the spot for Mike Washington. Make sure we get into this. We're filming from our home studio, uh, getting it done in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Congratulations to Texas Southern on their homecoming win. Certainly got it done. Feeling much better. Uh, we'll see if that translates into next weekend where it gets a little more interesting. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab, sponsored by THC Agency, is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that being said, let me not be uh, a bad steward of my time. Let me go to you, Charles. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing phenomenal, Doc. I mean, yesterday was one of those days I, I got uh, my, my second batch, my second batch of uh-oh text. And, and normally when it's an uh-oh text, that means Miss Momentum is somewhere sitting down somewhere drinking from somebody's water cooler. And I, I got a text. <laughs> radar, radar spotted her exit at exit 81 yesterday, and she found her way over there to, to Bramlin's bench. So, uh, Welcome back, Graham fam. Welcome back. Welcome back. I, my, y'all, y'all burned up my phone so to the point yesterday I ran out of juice yesterday. So. No doubt. They, I guess they can officially get off the ledge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Police negotiators, they can go home. Everybody go, can go home. Nothing to see here. We closed the window on Graham fam because they were staring out looking at 14 <laughs> nothing. <girls. laughs> You see that they were out there looking on the ledge like they were going to jump. I saw you told them, take the step back. It's early. It's okay. So yeah. how are you doing this morning, BJ? I'm doing pretty good, man. I got a chance to see some good football yesterday, man. And I think Grambling uh, upsetting uh, Alabama A&M was, you know, the cherry on top, man. We saw Albany State Mile, a good game up in the, the Hampton Roads area with Norfolk State and Hampton, man. So it was just some great – from HBCU football across the board yesterday. Great points, and I can't wait to get a deeper dive in that. We'll do that the second half of the show. We'll take a 15-minute component on there where we'll bring you uh, some newness to the show this Sunday morning, and you can see this going forward. We're going to try to get some perspectives from the coaches, so stick with us. We should have a big surprise, but let me go to A.D. Drew 
uh, before we get in there. Uh, was that the second biggest upset or the biggest upset uh, in your mind? Or you may even have it further down in terms of Grambling and Alabama A&M. But before I do that, I just want to say good morning. How you doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I've already got it. I've got it ready here and here as <laughs> the first time this year both my schools won. So after the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire this one, feel this one. Uh, <laughs> like that. That's uh, like slowburnswaco.com, www.slowburnswaco.com. Get your cigars, man. You can't have a season where you don't get a chance to get your trophy cigar. We didn't have trophy classes this weekend, so we added some homecoming. And I like Drew. Drew takes it uh, by the hand. He says anytime is a good time <laughs> to get a smoke on. So his team's win. He bring it out regardless. Trophy, <laughs> classic, homecoming. Look, man, I need mine. Go. I get it, Drew. Good there point. You go. And y'all, grand fam, y'all need to thank my Golden Tigers of Tuskegee for providing the recipe on how to play and beat Alabama A&M. Oh! Well, listen to me. I actually, I was at the game last week with, at, with Tuskegee, gave Alabama A&M a run for their money. The talent difference between the two teams is why A&M survived last week. Some of the same things Tuskegee did against A&M, when you go back and watch the film from last night, were some of the things that Grambling were able, was able to do except Grambling was successful because they had just that hairball talent from the Division II to the FCS level to, to beat Alabama A&M. But some of the same things Tuskegee ex- tried to exploit, and it was successful in exploiting it. I mean, excuse me, Grambling was successful in exploiting it. So just wanted to throw that out there to you. I see you throw it out there. He said he was excited about his team's winning. He's going to find a way to put him in the mix. Everybody looking kind of crazy at it, but it is what it is. It's his comments. We'll get a chance to dig a little deeper into that, what's going on. Let me see if I can give some of these folks some love that always jumps in here and shows us uh, with the comments coming in early this morning. Folks are excited about this Sunday morning and what happened, as B.J. Jones said. Jimmy said, congratulations to Valley. Yes, big ups to Valley. That's where we'll get in myslowburnwaco.com. They were the Classic game of the week. There was, as I said, there was no classic, so we did the homecoming of the week. And I said, everybody, watch out on this North Carolina Central versus Mississippi Valley State game. It would be an interesting one. Oh, and no. Valley yeah. got it done representing for the SWAC. Kudos to Valley when we talk about that in terms of that win there. Great for homecoming. Mm, interesting for North Carolina Central. But I will say this about the MEAC. Miak had a great Saturday in many ways, and we'll go down that a little bit uh, before we get too far along. Uh, Mary Allen says, good morning. Diane Webb is on here. Good Sunday morning. Oh, so, Diane. Diane is here. See what happened when you text <laughs> Beat down somebody, too. Chuck Hunt, Ricky Burton, T. Foster, Karen Griffin, T.U., Jimmy Wilson, and here, as we said, Sarah, Sarah Beverly. Jerome Chief Sutton, his Rattlers won. Did they win the Battle of the Bands at halftime? Find out. That will drop on Thursday this week. We'll give you the update. But I'll give you last week's update last Thursday. We were on the road in the suite, Sweet Life 228. So we didn't get to give you that. So we can do that today. Reggie Walston is in the house. Demetria Glenn, Willie Mack, Stephen A. Miller, Z.W. McCormick. In here. Oh boy, they all up in here. Reggie Flood says good morning. Man, that's a great radio show he does every week. Tune in to Reggie Flood if you need your sports talk. He does both the HBCU and overall talking about this sporting scene in New Orleans and he extends out of that great dialogue, great talk. Show him some love. Reggie Flood getting it done. And then he goes off and gets the HBCU podcast. So he's showing up and showing out. Garland Malone uh, in here. William E. Davis, strike, strike, strike again. Edwin Drayton in the house. What's up, Fred? Edwin Drayton down there getting it done. PJ Jones, don't get mad. You know these alphas everywhere. But we, we, we know how you do it <laughs> with, with all this. We ain't going to hold it against you. With that being said, let me get into this real quick. Before we get to this break, get into some more dog. Let me, let me see if I can get into it just a little bit. 
I promise you, last week I didn't get into the ranking of HBCU sports. I got texts and everybody's like, where am I ranking? They right here. We're going to stick them in to make sure you get it. Top 10 uh, marching sport rankings for the week uh, as you had the major classic game, which featured Grambling State and Prairie View. So there's a little bit of movement here. I uh, had a team dropping out of the top five. So we're going to get into that. Let's show you the top 10, but we're going to focus on the top five marching sports this weekend. Most teams were off. Uh, Kentucky State Mighty Marching Reds had a major upset of Tennessee State the week before last. They stayed at top five uh, as they were in the five spot. Jumping into the top five this week uh, is Prairie View A&M, the marching span, as they defeated Gramlin up there in the State Fair Classic. Uh, they are 2-0, both uh, conference matchups they had. Two first-place folks, they jumped uh, from previously being sixth into the top five. Number three, two, one, uh, no changes, hitting steady. Jackson State, Sonic Boom of the South. They were off a week. Charles is kind of mad. They were actually off, in his opinion, two straight weeks when they didn't go down to Delta State. Different discussion there. Two and one, 0 oh and one overall, two first place votes remain at the third spot. And number two, Southern, the human jukebox, standing steady, 2 and 0 oh on the season. They'll get ready as they get into some of their big matchups. They had that matchup coming up this week. Uh, uh, as you would know, against Texas Southern in that State Fair Classic in Arlington. That should be interesting in terms of the ocean of soul. We'll see who gets off the board on that. Fam, you, the Marching 100, remains number one, two, three first place votes, 2-0, 90 points. They had that matchup Saturday against Alabama State. Alabama State got a lot of house in that game. I don't know, did they pull the upset? Well, listen to us on Thursday. I'll give you the updates in terms of what that looks like. But everybody said they want it, so I wanted to make sure we tuned that in and got that into you. Before that, let me go ahead and officially give you these scores of the day. Some of y'all got them. Some of y'all want to go in detail. So things started off pretty good for those prayer of you. You know, I got my life membership, National Alumni Association. Make sure you in your National Alumni Association paying your dues. I know most folks that watch it on this show, I don't have to say this, but spread the word. Make sure you involve National Alumni Association. I'm in it, life member, both Prairie View A&M and Texas Southern University. Yes, I write checks. We're going to get it done. B.J. Jones writes checks. Charles Bishop writes checks. A.D. Drew writes checks. We believe in writing checks. Roy, who's over the whole thing, he certainly writes checks. Not just the FAMU and his alma mater. He writes checks to us, too. We like that. Keep writing them checks, Roy. Put <laughs> 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 that being said. Prairie View A&M, 27. Pine Bluff, 17. We'll get in a little more discussion this on the second half, but I want to give you these scores. Tuskegee, AD Drew talked about this a little bit. They shut out Clark Atlanta, 21 to nothing. Central State loses to Allen on homecoming. Allen continues to surprise the world, 46 to 34. Howard represents the MIAC in mm. kids. They get a big win against Sacred Heart, NSE, Northeast Conference, 22 to 17. Statement made. I see you, Bison. Get it done. Savannah State creeps back up into the talk as they defeat Kentucky State 21 to 17. North Carolina AT does what they're supposed to do in that opening against Big South Robert Morris. They crush him 41 to 14. Now, those Aggie fans out there say more to come, Big South. Don't be surprised. Shaw defeats Virginia Union. This was a little bit of uh, upset to me. Uh, but yeah. Stephen Gaither said, not so fast. He told y'all, y'all stop listening. Stop listening to him. He said, listen, 27-7. You have Elizabeth City State gets it done over Livingston, 19-13. Florida Memorial, the HBCU, loses to Kaiser, 31-26. South Carolina State holds on to defeat Bethune-Cookman, 42-35. Reppings for the MEAC, they finally get off the skids and get their win. Let's see what that means for the rest of the season. They get it done against Bethune-Cookman that stayed winless. You have Morgan State. They lose to St. Francis 27-14. That game was in Baltimore. Couldn't quite get it done. Lincoln, Missouri, the HBCU, loses to Central Oklahoma 69-28. Grambling with the upset. I know if you hadn't heard this uh, now, you've been asleep. 37-21 to over the previous rank, Alabama A&M. We'll ask this question to everybody later in the show. How far does Alabama A&M fall from the number one spot? Lane defeats Texas College shutout. Puts up 71. Yes, 71 to zero. Langston shuts out Lyon in a conference game. They continue as they get two shutouts in a row. 
They defeat them 30 to 0. Texas Southern shuts out North American 69 to 0. Big homecoming win. Uh, you have Fort Valley State drops Benedict 24 to 14. Bowie State just continues to chug along. It gets what it needs to do. 44 to 7 over Johnson C. Smith. That shouldn't surprise anyone. Erskine defeats Virginia Lynchburg 59 to 13. The Battle of the Bay. You have a classic matchup in every sense of the word. Norfolk State gets it done on the road, defeating Hampton 47 to 44. That game went in overtime. It was a classic. Ever Waters. 37, Morehouse 13. Ever Waters is shipping up and shaping up as they transition in ACs, SIAC, get their first SIAC win officially this year. Good job. Mississippi Valley with the homecoming win over North Carolina Central over the MEAC. That's 17-16. Delaware State was trailing early. They get the win and get mm. it done. 33-27. That's another win over Northeast Conference. Four, big win for the MEAC. Statement for the Hornets as people ask questions, but Delaware Storm Hornet says, not so fast. We're going to be in the mix. Albany State crushes my surprise to some. Big statement win, 31-3. to Get it done in class. Here comes Sirwan outside of the HBCUs. They are in the CIAA. This becomes interesting. Matchup next week against Bowie State. Can they change it? 73-7 over Winston-Salem State. What happened to Winston-Salem State? We're starting to see that game against North Carolina Central. Maybe the reason we see what's going on with Central. Fam, you shuts out Alabama State 28 to 0. They made this game not very interesting very early, jumping up 21 nothing. Hold on to get it done. Shut out fashion. That defense is for real, if y'all hadn't heard it yet, in terms of the rally. Virginia State 33, Augustine 9. Tennessee State 24, Austin Pay 22. Big win in the OVC for Tennessee State Tigers. Watch that game. They held on and got it done. Fayetteville State over Lincoln, Pennsylvania, 46-9. And West Virginia over Aldaris Broadus, 45-13. Dr. Ville's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop will be right back after this quick break. Coach Morgan in? No. Nope. No. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Yeah, B.J. Jones in the house. A.D. Drew in the house. B.J. Jones, as we get into these mid-major classic games of the week, as I said, they're really homecoming games. Didn't have classes this week, and we'll talk about it on the major side. You heard those scores. Anything stood out to you that you want to give a shout-out to? Man, game I watched uh, last night on the tablet, Albany State visiting Fairfield, Alabama, Miles College. Uh, a lot of people they thought that this was a preview of the SIAC championship game. Albany State gets it done, uh, but it's the way that they got it done. Limiting Miles to three points, 234 total yards of a total offense, man, defensively, Albany State looks lights out. And I think they just made a statement um, and put everyone in the SIAC on high alert. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see uh, how they fare out 
with Savannah State getting ready to come on the docket and Fort Valley to end the end the season uh, over there uh, with Albany State. So shout out to the Golden Rams of Albany State uh, and and that impressive win over Miles College in Fairfield. Oh, it was impressive. I watched it too, and you're right. It was the way they got it done, man. They just pounded on Miles College. And you always thought, you know, because it was kind of a slow deal as they just beat them. They kept beating them on them, physically attacking them. And you was like, all right, Miles is going to find a way to get something done here, turning on. No, it just kept stretching out, stretching out, and they just kept making their point. Let's get into this HBCU homecoming major division game of the week. And then we'll let, as we go through this, we'll let each of you maybe uh, make another statement on the game that you want to get in outside of the ones they were reviewing. Uh, with that, let's go into the SIAC. Allen Yellow Jackets, three and two now on the season. We're at Central State Matadors, who are now one and four and 0 and one in the conference race. Um, for their homecoming, Yellow, the Yellow Jackets defeat Central State 46 to 34 and make a major statement. I'm not sure what's going on with Allen. Um, after we had that interview with the uh, athletic director, uh, things just start changing around. Let me go to you, A.D. Drew. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup here? Uh, how was Allen able to get it done? 600 yards of offense, Dr. Cavill. That's how Allen got it done. 616 to be exact, including 455 yards passing. I think there's a mistake in the statistics, though, because they have time of possession, 47 minutes for Allen and 23 minutes for for Central State. That adds up to 70 minutes last time I did uh, elementary math. So I think someone made a mistake uh, with that. But even still, if that's 37-23, not only were they able to pile up the yards, but they dominated the clock also. The only thing that I see that was a negative for Allen 16 penalties, 114 yards. Have to clean that up if they're going to sustain success in the SIAC. Great point. Let me shift to you, Charles Bishop. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup here? I mean, I think they AD touched on it. I mean, you talk about 600 yards of total offense, uh, and Allen has uh, proven themselves to be the uh, – I, I don't know what happened since the interview or, or whatever the case might be, Doc, but – uh, I think you have brought something to this uh, Allen program over there. That's a good job. Not only did you call Valley, but now you got it. the Allen Yellow Jackets up and going. But uh, impressive win uh, yesterday over Central State. Uh, a couple other games that, you know, I think BJ touched on uh, that one uh, with Albany State. That was huge over Miles. And, uh, I did not see that one coming. I thought Miles would be able to take care of business at home. But ground and pound, ground and pound and defense, that is the name of the game for Albany State. They did what they had to do. And, you know, Tuskegee, way to go, Tuskegee Golden uh, Tigers. You know, that was a, a nice T-U? win. you. <laughs> Shout out to A.D. Drew. So, uh, Tuskegee with that uh, win over Clark Atlanta, that was big. Fort Valley, Benedict. The shine is coming off Benedict a little bit as, as, as well. That was a good win by Fort Valley with Benedict yesterday. B.J. Drew, you talked about the SIAC already, but I'm just thinking about this Eastern Division with whatever Waters did yesterday. Allen, and they're not even full members of the conference. They look like they'll be slotted probably in the East uh, somehow. Somebody else may shift over to the West, but regardless, this is amazing. Uh, so you can give me some thoughts on that as you do that. Also talk about the number one Langston Lions, how they're just showing up and showing out. Quentin Morgan, uh, the coach there, just has line, Langston Lions getting it done. Obviously, they're out here in the West, NIA, so they don't get the type of love oftentimes as we see those that are in these full-fledged HBCU conferences, if you'll allow me to use that framework. Uh, but in either direction, what are your thoughts on either of those things? Oh, man, the SIAC, man. Oh, wow, especially with that Eastern Division. And we just talked about Albany State. Uh, we saw what Fort Valley was able to do uh, yesterday against Benedict. Uh, but we all remember that that win and how impressive it was to start the year against Tuskegee. Don't forget Savannah State is also in that Eastern Division over there. They're trucking on the long, man. That SIAC Eastern Division, it's going to get very interesting over the next couple of weeks. Someone's going to have to shake out of that. Uh, I like Albany State to do it, but it is a tough, tough road in the SIAC East. Uh, and as far as Langston, Coach Morgan, what he's done at Langston, it seems like every year they're in the playoffs, 
every year they either win the conference or uh, they they are runner up in the conference. Outstanding job that that the Lions have have been on uh, for these last couple of years, and they've been one of the top programs in HBCU football that no one talks about. Man, point well taken. And just think about this for those that are looking at the Eastern East Division of the SIAC. Benedict jumped out of there with some big wins against the West, against the CIAA. They come back home and play the East Division, and all of a sudden, they're allowed to drop out of the top 10. And they are now two and three. Um, it's just a madhouse in that Eastern Division. We talked about early people forgot when we came into this. We talked about how top heavy the CIAA Eastern Division was. Man, we might have to revisit that by midterm. With that being said, let's shift over to some of these um, major division. Again, we had the homecoming major division games of the week. Let's start out the one we kind of tugged out a little bit. Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils get it done, score late, kick the extra point, defeat North Carolina Central Eagles 17 to 16. North Carolina Central falls to two and three. Mississippi Valley gets the first win of the season. They improve to one and three, 0 and one in the conference race. Um, they have a big one coming up. Bethune Cookman, who's struggling to get a win. That'll be fascinating. It is Ooh. in the opponent. But when you talk about these matchups, let's stick to this one. What are your thoughts uh, sticking with you, B.J. Jones, North Carolina Central, and Valley? What was all that cracked up to be in your mind? I will never forget uh, Central right before the half uh, had an opportunity to basically to, to run the clock out and go to the half, that interception. That, yeah. that turned into that pick six that actually tied the game up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, wow. I mean, just mm-hmm. amazing. But you got to give credit to Valley. Uh, mm. When they needed to make plays, they made the plays. And 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 uh, we, we saw this on last Sunday. Mississippi Valley is a physical football team. And you're going to have to be back physical with them. Uh, and shout out uh, to Coach Dancy. He had that football team ready to play. I know they were disappointed. With, with last week, but that football team came ready to play, and they beat a North Carolina Central team, and no one gave them the opportunity to beat a North Carolina Central team that started off this season beating all for them. Uh, so, hey, shout out to Coach Dancy and the Delta Devils in that. Yeah, I'm going to go to Charles on this next one. Uh, yeah, Mike got away at the right time, didn't he, Charles? He got away at the right time. Yeah, I, I don't hear that. Valley? Valley? Pitch boy, <laughs> I know I, I know he's watching right now, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think that was uh, Swanye's pick right before halftime. That was a a game changer, and that that set things in motion. I think for that momentum to and like when we said this on Thursday with Valley, if if they stay around, stay around, stay around, you know that they're, they're going to figure something out. They're going to figure something out. And we, we've seen that with Valley. They just hang around and they can make things very interesting. And it came up to bite Bethune-Cookman at the end there. Uh, got an a extra second on the clock at the end there, and that helped Valley out. I can't say enough about Vince Dancy's team. They, they are physical, and they're going to play you all 60 minutes. That, that's what they're going to do. Is, is Charles Bishop doing a little forecasting there? He said Bethune Cookman. I know he meant uh, North Carolina Central. But I meant North Carolina Central, correct? Yeah, I might, <laughs> I might, I might be forecasting a little bit. My bad, my bad. No problem. No, no. I'm just teasing it out of there. Before we go to this break, I did want to get into this battle of the bay. Uh, man, this was a classic game in every uh, way of the game. And you talked about Odom's BJ Jones. People didn't really understand and listen to you in terms of what you were saying about Odom's. This was a big win for Odoms to really uh, set the statement and a mark in terms of that uh, program, just getting off of it. They improved the three and two. They're number four in my ranking and have a chance to move up potentially uh, based on what took place with the upset of Alabama A&M. So we'll see what that looks like coming out Monday or Tuesday. But they're now three and two. Hampton Pirates, two and two, quietly are showing you that they are good football team and they should be a problem in the big south nobody really thought about them but they had every reason to be in this game and jumped out of there and thought they were going to pull away norfolk states kept kept fighting they went down and scored late to send in an overtime but they lose 47 to 44 uh this spartan team is special but i like the pirates as well let me go to ad Drew. what are your thoughts on this game it was solid i'm gonna i'm gonna take you a little bit further than this game the schedule gods in the MEAC 
Buster saw something because the last BAC game is Norfolk, South Carolina State. Oh, yeah. The two teams that everybody were expected to contend for the title. They will play in November, possibly for the BAC crown. And would it be fitting if Dawson Odoms is the BAC winner and comes back and gets an opportunity <laughs> to face the SWAC in the Celebration Bowl? And right Man, now, yeah. what? Yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let's talk about marketing. What would be the better marketing game for the ESPN and the Celebration Bowl? Norfolk and Dawson Odoms returns to beat maybe even possibly Southern in the in the uh, Celebration Bowl or South Carolina State coming in possibly at only six and five because that's that's probably going to be where they're going to wind up at right now. Yeah, I mean it, it's going to be interesting when you talking about the business side of it, marketing wise. South Carolina State six and five potentially uh, coming in there. They do have FAMU, so they can find a way to get to seven and four if you're not careful. Uh, but yeah, Norfolk State they can come in eight and three, seven and four. Uh, it could slip up and get to six and five. But I know North Carolina Central's out there saying not so fast. Morgan State says, "Hey, we got some football. We ain't played conference games yet. Watch out. We gonna make some. We think we gonna make a statement. Howard got a big win yesterday." So it's still early. DJ always reminds me of those data points. We're going to take this break. We'll come back outside of the break. We'll get a little more and finish up on the topic. Norfolk State Hampton to see if uh, Charles, BJ wants to make some comments on that. Um, and then we'll get into some of our, our, mid, uh, our mid-major and major games of the week. With that, this is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. Let's take this quick break on the other side. We'll get back in a little more talk. Lonnie Shaw says we go out of here in this. Norfolk State will not beat Buddy. Uh-oh, in South Carolina State. Nope, not this year. I'm not so sure about that. Let's see some little more data points. I think Norfolk State may have something to say. The Let, thing you got to remember, in this matchup, this South Carolina State, it's not the same. It's not your daddy, South Carolina State, in terms of defense. They put up points, but they susceptible on the offense. I mean, on the defensive side. We'll see. Right. Looks like they take their foot off the brakes in four quarters, too. So, hmm. Yeah, you're right. They, they, they <laughs> yeah. have some trouble really figuring it out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We got a lot more data points, and it should get interesting, but that's why we do it weekly. Stick with us, and we'll make sure we lather you up in it, whatever direction you want to go. Let's come back out of this break and get the second half of this show. We're just getting started. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's, it's the, the pregame. pregame. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. That spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. It's something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Bounty versus the old family dish towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support myjbn.com backslash support for more information. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, literally headed to Paris. We have sitting in his spot, AD Drew, and then we have none other than BJ Jones that's going to bring you that HBC analyst like nothing before. Check him out on Tuesdays, and then he does his own spot later this afternoon. Check him out, man. It's, it's awesome. He gets in there. He always loud my juices have me thinking about something I did not think about. With that being said, before we go too much forward back into this Hampton and Norfolk State, I did want to give the official 
SlowBurnWaco.com cigar shout out uh, to Mississippi Valley winning that game against North Carolina Central representing the SWAC homecoming win. Anytime you get a homecoming win, it's always appropriate to light it up. Uh, it doesn't have to be the trophy. You light really? it up with the homecoming win. Or right. if you're on the road and you defeat somebody for their homecoming, light it up as well. Charles, what you got? Or if you pull off upsets, Graham fam, this is for you. <laughs> I like that. No doubt about it. Let me stick with you, Charles. What are your thoughts on this Norfolk State Hampton matchup as Drew uh, put his fingerprint on it? Yeah, well, I, I say going into this game, this is uh, was going to be a matchup of two great quarterbacks. And uh, Jet Duffy and, and, and Pudi Carter, they did not uh, disappoint when you take a look at uh, the stats they put up. But uh, hats off. Uh, and I've said this about Dawson Odom's time and time again. His teams are going to always be ready. And he's bringing that brand of football up, up there to Norfolk State. I mean, uh, I've just always been impressed through the years watching uh, what he's done at Southern uh, they are fundamentally sound for the most part in all phases of the game. And, and now you have Norfolk State on the precipice of, of, of really, uh, you know, turning some things around up there in the, in the MEAC. So uh, it's going to be uh, – that was a good out-of-conference win, number one. You know, uh, Doc, we always talk about out-of-conference wins, but uh, I just enjoyed the excitement of the game, 47-44, and things coming down in, in the overtime. And shout-out to the Norfolk State fan base, you know, Coming on across the bay over there, <laughs> you represent well, and you provided that extra bit of juice that Norfolk State needed toward the end. So, uh, shout out to the Norfolk State Spartans. No, great point. To your point, big wins for me at Howard over Sacred Heart, twenty-two to seventeen. South Carolina State over Bethune Cookman, forty-two to thirty-five. Norfolk State over Hampton, forty-seven to forty-four. Delaware State over Wagner, thirty-three to twenty-seven. Four of their six games, they got Ws. You had the close loss by North Carolina Central, 17-16 that we just talked about. Morgan State uh, could not get it done. They were at home, St. Francis, Pennsylvania over Morgan State, 27-14. But with that said, let me go back to B.J. Jones uh, and talk about this Norfolk State-Hampton matchup. What were your thoughts on this game? Oh, man, uh, the piggyback of Charles quarterback, uh, Jet Duffy, uh, Pooty Carter, uh, Jet Duffy, young man, uh, was kind of bounced around a little bit, um, you know, came from Texas Tech, but he is settled in. Uh, 370 yards passing, four touchdowns yesterday. He did have the three interceptions uh, that proved to be costly. Uh, but Pooty Carter, uh, preseason offensive player of the year in the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. You, you, now you, people understand why. He put 294 up uh, in the air. He ran for another 92 yards. He had two touchdowns passing, three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he was everything uh, for Norfolk State. And defensively, when Norfolk State needed to stop, they got it. I know Norfolk fans are probably a little bit upset uh, with the zero coverage call uh, towards the end of, of the game, uh, which Hampton took advantage of and scored the touchdown. Jadakus Buns is a special, special receiver uh, for the Hampton Pirates. Uh, they go to zero coverage. He beats it. They score. We go to overtime. Uh, as a Southern guy, that gives me 2010 Jackson State vibes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Charles will know that. Hey, speaking, uh, speaking, of, speaking of zero coverage, I, I remember Jackson State Arkansas Pine Bluff. So, BJ, why did <laughs> defensive coordinators go zero coverage when you – Ah, okay, yeah. never mind. Uh, yeah. I digress. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and also, hey, I want to give another shout-out. I don't usually talk about the bands, but th this is a talented group. I think a lot of people sleep on the Spartan North Legion of Norfolk State. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Spartan you Legion. You'll be hard pressed. <clears throat> you'll be hard pressed to find a group that sounds as good as them. Oh man, they sound good, man. They sound good. I like the hats. Oh too. man. I like hats. Oh, I love it. Great call. Great <clears throat> call, DJ, all the way around. I will sneak this one in here. Uh, I know we're focused on a lot of these other teams, FAMU, Jackson State, Alabama A&M. You talk about Alcorn and Southern. The little team over there on the hill sneaking back in there. If they find their way through, I know that's one team that uh, would maybe not or maybe like they shot at Norfolk State and Oldham in terms of, of that. That's Prairie View A&M coming off that bye week. <laughs> Him and Oldham. <laughs> that, that was impressive the way they were able to run the ball at UAPB and just 
be more physical than in my previous defense. I think people are, are sleeping on previous defense, but they're a fast, aggressive bunch, and they really got after Skylar Perry. Yeah, they shut him down. I, I, I thought they had improved, but it's interesting. They're a little better even than I thought. Uh, at least they made a statement in that game against Pine Bluff. They gave up, what, 160-some passing yards, and of mm-hmm. that, 80 of it was on one pass play uh, for 80-plus mm-hmm. yards. So you really mm-hmm. think about that. It's unique. The other thing that I know B.J. Jones used to always question in terms of what was going down in the hill was – penalties and it looks like they've shaped that up a little bit they only had five in that game that one was kind of crucial they would have pushed that score out even more before half uh with a um shot clock engagement which is a uh, which is something that you'll kind of take in general in terms of your offensive line being aggressive but it was interesting there let's shift a little bit as we are going to do this kind of on a speed dial because we're going to get into that 45 minute break and come back and kind of close out the show in in an intriguing fashion. But we have a couple of games, CIAA, SIEC, you had Shaw Bears. Um, To some people, it's an upset over Virginia and Panthers. Talked about that a little bit in terms of scores. And then, obviously, we're taking a deep dive in Miles and Alabama State, which is an SIEC game. So we will skip over that a little bit. But any thoughts uh, from you, BJ, in terms of Shaw Bears uh, versus Virginia? as they got it done, 27-7, dominated Virginia Union in a lot of ways. Look out. Uh, no, people, you heard rumblings earlier this week, uh, talking with Stephen uh, J. Gaither, you know, we talked CIAA talking Wednesday night. You heard rumblings that Shaw, look out. I think Shaw has officially put everyone on notice. Uh, so look out for the Bears and Shaw. And they had that matchup against Fayetteville State. That's a game to watch early on. Yep. So they get a chance to really make a statement and kind of put a bear claw on that. Uh, South Division, if you would. So that's another one. We have the Shawan and Bowie in the North. Uh, look at a big indicator very early. And then Sean Fayetteville State, my SIEC CIAA games of the week, probably uh, in, in terms of picking one of those two off that. Let's get into this one uh, shifting. We talked about Bethune Cookman and South Carolina State. Um, so I'm going to move fast past that one so we can get into this Alabama State at FAMU defense. Defense, let me say it one more time. Defense, number seven, Alabama State, two and two now on the season, one and one in conference play at number eight, FAMU, two and two, one and one. FAMU dominates, at least from a defensive perspective, winning that game 28 to zero, shutting out Alabama State. I thought FAMU would win the home opener, but not in this fashion. I certainly wouldn't have thought they shut out the Hornets, but that was fascinating to me. Uh, Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of this game here? Isaiah Land. Uh, defensive end uh, for FAMU. Uh, he, he brought that heat. Uh, got an opportunity to really watch this front seven against Jackson State. Uh, they, they are the truth. Uh, you know, uh, when you talk about uh, defenses in the sweat, uh, Florida A&M, Jackson State, uh, they can dictate games. And we saw this early. Uh, but more than anything, Florida A&M, they were able to get it done offensively. Uh, very steady uh, hand, Rashawn McKay. Uh, didn't have that, uh, you know, big uh, uh, turnover or anything of that nature. You know, it was a, a, a good game plan, well-called game. And they jumped out on, on, on Alabama State, man, that you could ride that defense. And, and that's, that's a championship-worthy defense. I, I tell you what, when you can put a few points up on the board and, and let your defense take you the rest of the way, that, that, those are scary teams. So uh, shout-out to Florida a That was a big win, a uh, huge crowd yesterday with Alabama State bringing in uh, quite a bit of fans in the Tallahassee as well, old SIAC matchup. Uh, but family found a way to get it done. Big, big win uh, for Florida a over Alabama State. I agree with you in terms of championship-level defense, for sure, for FAMU. Still uh, able to make some plays on offense, and it's a work in progress, but it got it done. B.J. Jones, FAMU, Alabama State. Any thoughts on that matchup? Oh, man, FAMU defense, picking up from Charles, man. The way that they played on yesterday, man, they didn't I mean, they completely shut Alabama State down. You look at Alabama State, they, had, they played three quarterbacks yesterday. Yeah. Not a good sign, um, you know, and, and you know, they got back to running the football down in Tallahassee, three, 33 carries, 141 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, so, uh, shout-out to uh, FAMU, uh, big win on yesterday. Yes, as we go into this last break, shout out to A.D. Drew. He was on the call with the simulcast last night. Check him out. After the game, we go in some details of what that game looks at. So we won't go into it now. We're up against it in terms of the break. 
but shout out to A.D. Drew, um, Brian as well in terms of uh, uh, getting the call throughout the game. And then I get a chance to jump on at the end as they do the analysis, man. Great analysis you brought last night, A.D. Drew. Let's get into this break. This is Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab. We're going to get into our last break and come back with the fourth quarter as we'll close out strong. Good information. Let's go to the break. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN. We really appreciate what it is that you got, you guys do for us. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU athletics? There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment. We have BJ Jones, AD Drew in here, and now we have Langston. University football coach, Coach Morgan, bringing in here. Embarking on his fifth year, continues to get it done, won a championship in Central State Football League, leaving that, and then he comes in, first ever champion of the Sooner Athletic Conference. Back in 2017, he was co-champions of Dr. Bill's inside the HBCU football national champion. He continues to win, and he's embarking on a magical season of seniors this year. Two shutouts, including the one last night, 30-0, to zero, conference fold line. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing this morning? Good, Coach. We, we know you put in the work. You, 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 can, you can let it go a little bit, Coach. You, you deserve it. I know you're focused. Come on, man. There you go. That looks a little better. And I, you know, you know, I'm one that doesn't um, believe in reading to the, you know, the press clippings. Uh, I still got a lot of season left and um, I'm just striving to get better, you know, each and every day. No doubt about it. We can appreciate that coach you in the grind, but we wanted to make sure we acknowledge it. Langston is getting it done and they need a little more in terms of people understanding what you're doing over there uh, in Oklahoma because you have a solid program. We have you number one ranked in our poll. I know you don't get into that, but tell us uh, a couple of players that we need to keep our eyes on as Langston continues to move forward with this season. Oh, it's, it's, it's multiple players, to be totally honest with you. Um, uh, pretty sure you guys have seen what our uh, quarterback is doing, Rickon Washington. And um, our starting quarterback, Larry Harrington, has just returned as well. Uh, this team is is really fueled by a lot of freshmen. That's what people don't understand. So it's an exciting team to watch, and uh, we're just continuing to uh, to watch them grow as a team each and every week. And uh, it's been nothing but been a, it's been nothing but a pleasure to be around these kids, uh, defensively wise. Um, Devin, I have De- Devin DeRusso, who's my preseason All American, who's been playing lights out so far. He's one of my captains on my uh, defense side of the ball. My two safety, uh, Malcolm Malcolm Johnson and Dorian Williams. 
Um, they know exactly what we're looking for. It, it's mm. just been it's just been a great year so far. You know, the, the guys are all in tune. Everybody's engaged, and the camaraderie with camaraderie with this team is just something special. It it really does look that way. Playing lights out in so many facets of the game. So many players can't even announce them all. But when you get your sh- shots, go over there and check out Langston. Go read up on in terms of what they're doing on both sides of the ball. Check them out on the NIA in terms of where they are in top 25. You get a chance to show, see them streaming them games. Get out there with that. Let me go to you, Charles, for a follow-up question to Coach Morgan. Coach Morgan, uh, uh, congratulations on the win yesterday, uh, another shutout. And, and I just wanted to ask this question for uh, people that are unfamiliar with uh, Coach Quinn Morgan or the, the Langston program. Talk about kind of the, the pillars of, of what the, you will see with the Langston uh, football program. When, we, when you say pillars, uh, can you give me a, an example of what you're referring to? Your philosophy. What is your, your philosophy in, in terms of uh, how you've gone about uh, making this a, a championship-level program? Um, first and foremost, um, I believe in um, teaching my young student-athletes to uh, use the game of football, not let football use them. Okay? Uh, I truly show them that we, I'm not just me, myself, not just me, myself, and my staff as well. We, uh, we truly care about our, our, our student-athletes. I have an open-door policy with each one of my kids. We have great relationships. And um, I've always felt like you cannot have a, a great team unless, you know, the head coach has a great relationship with the players. And, um, and that's, that's basically what, I, what, what, I, what we do here. It's a family atmosphere. So, you know, these, these guys come talk to me about anything. It doesn't have to do with football, and just life in general. You know, that's our job. We, um, I'm, a, I'm a builder of young men, and that's what we enjoy doing. And, it's been, and we've been successful doing it. DJ Jones? Hey, Coach, uh, what I want to say is, man, congratulations. I, I looked. Um, I know the success that you've had in conference, but I think a lot of people uh, – either lose track of, of, of where your program has been and where you guys have been, but you come into the season with a 33 and two conference record, which, which is phenomenal. 33 and eight overall. And, and you're a, a young guy. Um, you've had so much success so early in your career. Uh, how do you keep it going? You know, how do you keep it fresh uh, there at Langston? You guys are undefeated, uh, you know, so far this season. How do you keep, uh, keep it fresh? and keep the kids from being complacent because you guys have had so much success, you know, over the last five or six years. Um, You just got to, you know, um, I find flaws in everything we do because I want them to be great. You know, um, I don't dwell on the good things because, as you say, people can't get complacent. You know, of course, I give them a pat on their back when things are done right, but there's, you know, there's always room to grow. And that's how we and that's how we look at it. You know, um, as I stated earlier, we don't believe in reading press clippings. You know, you just got to get better each day. Take it. You know, every day that God blesses you, man, you got to just take advantage of it. Well, you know, our philosophy is to win the rep of the day. If God bless you with that opportunity, that rep, then you got to go win it, no matter what it is, whether it's football, academics. We just got to go win that rep. And um, and that's what we do. Win that rep. You know? I like that. I like that, Coach. Win that rep. I'm going to have to add that to a slogan of my own uh, on the show. We're we, we going to blast it out there. Win that rep. Katie <laughs> Drew, follow up. First of all, Coach, I want to tell you congratulations on having the HBCU's longest win streak currently with, uh, with those records, with those wins that you have on this season because you're the only undefeated team left, number one. No, number two. You're coaching there at the NAIA level. A lot of people do not understand or know uh, the level of competition that you have there at the NAIA level. So if you would kind of explain or break down the competition that you have on the NAIA level. And this this is a little bit of a recruiting question uh, going back into it, but how do you convince these players to come play for you at the NAIA level when the quote-unquote NCAA has all the prestige? Um, I would say um, I'll answer the second question first uh, about okay. the about the um, NAI level versus the NCAA level when it comes to recruiting. Um, when you have a, a, a university like mine, uh, I feel like we can compete against anybody when it comes to the recruiting. 
Is first and foremost, our leadership at the university is excellent, starting from my president, Dr. Ken Smith, on down to my athletic director, Dornita Rogers. Uh, they, they, they are great supporters. Um, we have a, a beautiful campus. Our campus can compete with just about anybody. So, you know, once we get kids onto the campus and they see the facilities and stuff like that, uh, the recruitment, recruitment process is, is, is a whole lot easier. Uh, um, the cost of tuition, the cost of, you know, uh, to, to attend the university is always a plus as well, too. And the quality of education is great there as well. Uh, so, you know, I, I have those things that are all those irons in the fire with Langston University. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. Um, I feel like I can recruit against anybody. You know, uh, it doesn't matter what university you are. I'll, I'll, I'll compete against OU, OSU, uh, who, whoever the big dogs is in my state. It doesn't really matter. Um, I feel like our, our logo is just as prestigious as anybody's. Man, that's a statement. And, Coach, and then, let's go a little deeper into that in terms of the confidence. You know, mm -hmm. your team plays with a level of confidence. It's obviously they get it from you. Where did that come and when did that was that instilled in you? Um, at a young age. My, my, my pops, his name is uh, Ronnie Carter. He's a, a graduate of Alcorn State University. And um, at, a, at, at the age of seven, you know, we hard work is the company of success. And, and that's been something that I that I carry with me throughout my life. I mean, people don't know when my kids get up. Our practice is at 430 in the morning. So, you know, we believe in hard work around here. And, and that's why when we attack the field, you know, we feel like, hey, we're battle tested and um, we, we know how to battle through adversity. And um, so that's that's basically about it, man. Hard work is the company of success. And that's how we look at it. Yeah, I really have a close space in my heart for Langston University. My family's from that area up there. Know a lot about Langston uh, I'm a member of Alpha Pi, Fratern Alpha Pi Alpha Fraternity, uh, okay. connected with Langston University. Brothers up in that area, they treat you well, uh, just like they teach a lot of the fraternities and sororities in that area. Langston uh, is getting it done. And then you got a powerful band that supports that program as well. Absolutely. So as you said, when you're recruiting that area and folks don't know, if you get them onto that campus, uh, and, yeah. some other folks are going to be in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, um, like you mentioned, our band, Dr. Moore Gordon, does a great job. I mean, our game our game day atmosphere is just like anyone else. And um, I didn't get a chance to answer uh, about the, um, the, the the coaching on the NAIA level and the competition. Yeah, uh, the coaching on the NAIA level and the competition, to be totally honest with you, it's actually tough, okay? People may think, because you see the NAIA logo, and it, it, it's a, a drop in talent and stuff like that, but be totally honest with you, um, it, it's not a drop in talent. Um, it's uh, I, I deal with, especially being one of the maybe like two or three HBCUs in NAIA and, and then being, a, 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 I guess, a contender. So it's very difficult because everybody wants to beat you. You know, you're going to get everybody's best game. Every I can have a team that having won a game will come out and play like the Monstars off the Space Jams. If you know, if <laughs> when they play against us, you know. So it's 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 not a cakewalk. Um, what we're doing is not just easy. It takes a lot of preparation, a lot of hard work. We put in the hours and. That's why we've been successful. And I I would be wrong to say, oh, it's just a cakewalk and I don't go against any coaches. That's not true. Because a lot of coaches I do face have come from Division Ones, and, you know, they just have to make their way down to this level and they just get content. But they, they are very sound and disciplined. That's one thing you have to be on this level is a very sound mm. and disciplined. So that's why when I compete against out-of-conference teams, we're in the game no matter what. If you're Division One AA or whoever you are, you can have 63. I can have my 16. We're going to compete against it because we've been prepared to play disciplined and 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 humble, to be totally honest with you. I really appreciate Langston's you sharing of, that, Coach. Yeah, Langston's one of three NAIA uh, HBCUs, uh, along with fellow conference member Texas College and Florida Memorial, uh, who currently compete on the NAIA level in football. Appreciate you putting that out there just for the listeners, letting them know. Coach, this is the segment we give you a chance to talk about something that we didn't ask you or a shout-out that you may want to do to your fans, uh, the Langston Lions out there. 
Um, I definitely want to give a, a shout out to my um, administration, my, my president, uh, my athletic director, my president, Ken Smith Jr., my athletic director, Donita Rogers, my, my entire staff. Um, I got a great group of guys that work so hard. I, we love each other like family. Um, my assistant head coach, Coach Calvin Miller, my uh, offensive, uh, offense coordinator, Daryl Mason, my uh, co-defensive coordinator, Kevin Griffin, my uh, my run game coordinator, Coach Jonathan Carr, and my special teams coordinator, Coach Roy Moody. These guys work, work very, very hard, um, and, I, and I couldn't do what I've been doing right now, have the success that I have right now if it wasn't for these gentlemen. And I, I'm just grateful, and I, and I just thank God for the opportunity that I have with this profession. And um, we're just looking to take it one day at a time and try to finish out the season perfectly. Thank you, Coach Morgan. Great information. Go lines, as we like to say at the end of our segment. Uh, we'll keep you up. You keep doing what you're doing. We'll have you back on at the end of the year, holding up one of those trophies, as you tend to do so often. So continue the great work. Uh, certainly know that you're in the grind, but we're going to make sure folks know that what you're putting out there. So we thank you for your time, Coach. Uh, thank you guys so much. You guys have no a problem. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Coach. That'll do it for us. Uh, you just heard it from Coach Morgan, Quentin Morgan of the Langston Lions as they continue to get it done. The only undefeated HBCU program out there, number one in the mid-major ranking for us. And you see why in terms of that. I hope you enjoyed that interview. That will do it for us uh, as we close out this hour. Check out B.J. Jones. He'll come in with some more details this evening. You have A.B. Drew, Brian, Sports Rap. They'll be dumping some information on you this afternoon. And then, obviously, you Tuesday and Thursday, Charles and I will be into it, giving you the breakdown. We'll break down uh, week five as we get into it. We'll give you the power rankings to let you know the top ten programs at the major division and mid-major level. Nobody quite does it like we do it. And then on Sunday, we're going to recap and let you know what was the weekend that was and what's going forward. Thank you for and listening to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Charles, you want to get in there? Definitely. Pre-game show. We will be at Alabama A&M next week as Jackson State gets ready to check on the dogs in this Swack East showdown. So definitely catch the pre-game yeah, show right. prior to uh, Jackson State and Alabama A&M. Yes. Uh, I was going to try to sneak in there and get up there with you there. That's why I was holding <laughs> off on that a little bit. I was going to tease it out, tease it out. But no doubt, pre-game, Charles going to pre-game it as they do it. Uh, in so many ways. Thank you for listening inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. DJ Jones, any last thoughts that you want to share some information on where they need to catch you up? Oh, yeah, man. Tonight, man, inside HBCU football, man, we'll be going at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time, man. Got a few guests, man, looking uh, really at the games that we had this past weekend. Also, looking ahead to next weekend um, and how this road to the championship and celebration bowl will be paid. So we'll be talking a, a little bit about that Jackson State album and them game next week on the hill. Homecoming for the Bulldogs. Just, just a little bit. bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Thank you for the I invite, <laughs> I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Again, this Sunday edition, we have BJ Jones and A.D. Drew. Drew, did you want to say anything as we close? Uh, I believe next week I'm slotted to do the play-by-play -play for the Savannah State game on next Saturday. So uh, I, I plan on being in Savannah as of right now. Brian and I will be on later on this evening. And the first ranking will be coming out for HBCU. So let's see how the, what the computers think of all these wins and upsets over this past weekend. And my last one. Who the thunk it that next week's game between Valley and Bethune, Valley would be the team coming in with the win, and Bethune would be the winless team going into that game? I wouldn't. Again, uh -huh. we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock, every Sunday at 9 with this team right here. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So we look forward to you next week as we discuss the latest in the news in the lab. 
Shout out to all the Lab Lecture listeners out there. We appreciate you going deep with us inside HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, inside HBC Sports Lab, and YouTube. Like, subscribe. Let's do it. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. DJ? Lecture. AD? Dismissed.